I am Yabedink McCable, and welcome to episode 42 of Cinemaverse Podcast, a conversation on Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Throughout this episode, me and my co-host for today will relay upon you guys what our expectations going into the show were, how we felt about some of the more overt aspects of the miniseries, give you guys our personal rankings of the episodes, and come to a consensus on the order. So come and join us as we enter the Marvel Cinematic Universe once again and deep dive into Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Before all that, Nebby, you are back. You weren't here on the last episode. We uh, Last episode was Shiva Baby. I'll recommend going check that out. Me, Andrew, and Billy really went deep into that movie. Nebs is back, though. My boy, Nebby. Yo, must be guys. Ah, yeah, I'm back after about a week or so. I'm here, Today we're gonna uh, talk about Falcon. Yeah. Uh, what's the? Have you come on another episode since WandaVision? Well, actually, yeah, two episodes, two or three episodes. Uh, Godzilla vs Kong and the uh the 2021 into 2021 most anticipated. Those were the two that we did afterwards. But you know, on WandaVision, that was the first MCU based miniseries well would you refer to these as shows or miniseries um i would say shows i'm not really educated in film terminology though i mean shows they're not always shows are usually in my mind full-on shows with full-on like uh, when i think of a show it's either a breaking bad which is 11 or 10 episodes a season but there's you know 50 minute long episodes each or it's uh you know most sitcoms are you know like a friends or a how i met your mother which is 20 25 episodes in 20 minutes each so overall it usually averages out towards like 400 but like roughly 400 to 500 minutes i'm not sure where exactly falcon and Winter. i think these two have been right around that 300 minute range right yeah so they just uh, i'm not sure if this is the right definition this is kind of how i define a show versus a mini series which is a bit shorter uh i think for falcon and the winter soldier i well another definition just came to mind because mini series are are usually one season and it's just that one like a uh, band of brothers which is a a war mini series that came out a while back that's one season came out like in 2000 it was one serialized season all telling one story and that was it it was pretty much a super long movie and while i do think falcon and the Winter soldier is a bit of a super long movie in and of itself i kind of just convinced myself to think of it as a show because we might get into this a bit later well let's get into it now nebby do you think there's going to be a season two or I think it, well, there's going to be a season two as per the ending. Are you anticipating a season two at this point? I feel like these are like going, trying to lead up to like a new set of movies, these shows. I'm not expecting like shows to be happening during movies. I thought that would get too complicated. So I think they're trying to release other shows and the movies are coming back. Or the MCU is getting really big. I know, Nebs, you're, does this aggravate you how big the MCU is getting? Yeah, I mean, you saw how how high that that voice went. That man was straight up lying. This man, deep down, is angered. He is infuriated by how good Marvel, but just how big Marvel is getting. But uh, before we get into super into the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Nebs, do you know what is this Sunday? Uh, 
Uh, this Sunday? Um, yeah. No, what's happening this Sunday? Oh, Loki comes up maybe? Yeah. No, nah, this Sunday is the Oscars. I know you're not as big of a movie fan as me. Are you, are you going to watch the Oscars, Nebby? I have no respect for the Oscars. Yeah, I'm not. I, I, I am 99% sure. But I wanted to ask you this question because I'm pretty sure you have seen none of this, these movies. Have you seen any of the Academy Award nominees for Best Picture? The... Uh, Minari, Son of Metal, Mank, Promising Young Woman, The Father, Judas and the Black Messiah, The Child of Chicago 7, or Nomadland. Have you seen any of these? Man, those are all... Those are, oh, no, no. I haven't seen any that's what That's what I expect. I know you're you're not as big of a movie watcher as I am. You've seen all of Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Winter Soldier though, and that is why we are here. We are about to review it for you guys. Uh, first up, Nibby. Let's get into what some of our expectations going into the show were. Or what what did you expect? How how good did you think it was going to be? You know, uh, did WandaVision play any factor in that? Did any of those you're watching right now play a factor in how high or low your expectations were? Um, WandaVision definitely lowered my expectations because, you know, I, I, like, I didn't really like that show of series. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really had little, little like, Guesses of what this movie was, what this show was going to be about. You know, they kept it very vague on like WandaVision's trailers. Um, and I had no idea what was going to happen. In WandaVision or in Falcon and the Winter Soldier? In the Winter Soldier. I feel like in, in the in WandaVision, you can't kind of tell what was going to you know, occur. Yeah, I think nobody really went into WandaVision not knowing what was about to happen in WandaVision. Falcon and the Winter Soldier, going in, I had no idea what, what plot they were going to go for. And that's actually one of the things that kind of, well, we'll get a bit more into that later on in our categorical thoughts. But just personally, expectations-wise, unlike Nebby, I liked WandaVision. And, but I, I don't think WandaVision necessarily set my expectations high for me. First of all, I don't think it was like amazing. I liked it. Uh, I think in the... In the episode, I gave it like a B plus, which is pretty good. Uh, I might, after some time now, I think I would move that down to a B. Nevertheless, it was, I liked the show. I really enjoyed it. Uh, it got a bit worse for me as it went on. But I, I was kind of able to separate that because I knew WandaVision and Falcon and the Winter Soldier style-wise were going to be really different. I think as with any Marvel product, and I think Nebby might agree with this, where... Marvel doesn't really put out bad products per se, and everything that they do is like automatically. It's not gonna, you know, it's not gonna be bad. So I guess I was going in with more of those expectations where I was like, I know it's not gonna be bad. My expectations aren't super high going into Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I hope that it's really good because personally, I think Captain the Captain America trilogy is the best of the trilogies of the. Uh, which one would you say, Captain America, Iron Man, and Thor of the three trilogies? Because I think Captain America is the only one without what I, as I said, there's no bad movies in the, in the bunch, but without a mediocre film. Personally, I find Thor the Dark World, while I like it a lot more than most people, it's still pretty mediocre and forgettable, right? The first Thor is pretty good. Thor Ragnarok, you can go back to any of the episodes. I already love that movie. And I, I might think it's the best of the, all the Marvel, but nevertheless, it has one kind of bad uh, bad one in the crop. And then when it comes to Iron Man, OG Iron Man is a 
great movie. Iron Man 2 and Iron Man 3, I'm, I, I don't have like a super close connection with either of the movies. And I personally think Iron Man 2 is okay. Iron Man 3, I liked more than others once again. But I, I think both of those movies are just like between mediocre and above average, right? Somewhere in between the two. Captain America, I think all three of the movies are at least good. The last two movies, Winter Soldier and uh, Civil War, are just two of probably my top five or ten MCU movies in general. That that's kind of why I put it why I, why I put the trilogy as the top of the of the bunch. Yeah, it's not even fair, but if you kind of like Civil War, that's almost not even a Captain America movie. That's, not, that's closer to an Avengers movie than a Captain America movie. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but it's it still counts as a part of the Captain America trilogy, so I'm gonna count it. Uh, so which one would you say, top of the oh, yeah. which? In my case. So yeah, I guess going off of uh, movie wise, I guess though the fact that the Captain America trilogy is my favorite and Falcon and the Winter Soldier are two characters that you know haven't really had their own solo ventures or they've always been the sidekicks and i mean that's the whole point of the show these are two sidekicks now partnering up and getting main stage i was excited to see that i don't think that necessarily raised the bar for me the fact that this is a captain america product did raise the bar a bit for me though now before we make the people who came here just to see what our thoughts were leave, uh, before we get into any spoilers, unless you, you're just a weird person, you don't care about spoilers, Nebs, overall spoiler-free thoughts on Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and go ahead and give us what you would give the show as a letter grade. Okay, spoiler-free thoughts. I, I liked it. It was pretty good uh, overall. Um, I had I enjoyed it. I thought it was... It was political, but I was not expecting that really occurred, you know, after episode three. I was like, the thing is about the politics, we'll we'll get more into that uh in the category of thoughts because this it was a deeper show than I anticipated, but looking back, it makes sense. I'll get more into why later, but go go ahead, Nebby. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie, like the acting was good. Uh, I thought the script was pretty good. You know, even though like there's some things, you know, I might not like about it. Mm -hmm. I thought overall it was enjoyable. I like the fight scenes. Mm -hmm. It was a good show, in my opinion. What would you give it as a letter grade? Well, I want to... Ah, damn, a letter grade? I'm, I'm going to say a B, but I swear. A B? Uh, this is compared to the... What was it? A C or a C- minus that you gave to uh, WandaVision? You gave WandaVision a C-. minus. This is a full letter and a half up, which... Is a is a pretty is a pretty big jump when you think about it. Yeah. Now, for me, the show, as Navi said, it was enjoyable. I think when it comes to Wandavision, I like the show throughout. Towards the end, I really started to fall off. I almost fell asleep in the in the last episode. This show, while falling into a bit of the same traps, didn't have that same effect as I think. All of the episodes up until the last one really had me engaged. The last one also had me engaged, but not at the same level. As Nebby said, this is a very enjoyable uh, show. The first uh, action scene with Falcon had, I think, both of us, because I remember we, we talked about, I think both of us were a bit worried about how good the action were going to be going on, uh, or we didn't have the most faith in it after that first opening action scene, which wasn't necessarily bad. It just wasn't anything 
special. Uh, and But going on, the action scenes were pretty good overall. Uh, the final action scenes, the ones in the last episode, I would say are probably some of the best. Uh, one in particular, which I'll get into later. Um, show itself, letter grade-wise, I'm going to have to match Neb's with a B. It's... It's the definition of enjoyable. There, when it comes to the politics, everything doesn't land. Uh, when it comes to the script, it did feel it was well put together. It did feel rushed at a lot of points. Well, actually, because of that, the script itself feels a bit rushed towards the end. I, I kind of know why there are excuses for that, which aren't fully like you have the excuses so you can get away with it. But there are reasons for that, especially with the pandemic. But because of that, I'm going to move it down to B minus. <laughs> Because the script isn't as strong as I feel it could have been. The dialogue is... Huh? What did you give WandaVision? WandaVision, I gave a B-plus originally. I'm In hindsight, I think I'll move it down to B, just a straight-up B. I think Falcon and the Winter Soldier... That's, I'm not sure. Like Falcon and the Winter Soldier and WandaVision, they're pretty different overall. I want to put... Falcon and the Winter Soldier over WandaVision because it was more consistent for me. But WandaVision, just I, I think I enjoyed the first half much more than I enjoyed any part of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Uh, maybe by the end of this conversation, I'll I'll change I'll change around. But those are that will be the end of spoiler-free thoughts from this point on. Both me and Nebby are free to spoil whatever we want to. Uh, if you've seen the show, go ahead, listen on. If you haven't, I would recommend not listening on, which, you know, might hurt the business, but I don't want to get anything spoiled for you guys. Now, getting a bit more into specifics on the show, I have three things in particular that I wanted to talk about before we get into our individual lists. Uh, if you want to skip around, there will be timestamps just uh, you can see on the red place where you would uh, skip around. You can go there. Uh, if you're on Spotify or any audio networks, it will be in the description so you can skip around there. Firstly is the dynamics. And by dynamics, I just mean, you know, characters, how do they interact, the, all the different character pairings, and the acting. Nebi, you talked a bit about the acting early on. You said it was pretty good. Well, you want to expand on that? You want to get into some specifics? Well... My favorite character probably was um, the initial Captain America in this entire series. And I feel like he okay. really embodied, I thought everybody basically embodied the emotion mm -hmm. of the characters. Like, no, at no point was I like so cheesy or like, this doesn't seem real. I mean, I didn't, I mean, I, I didn't think that, but like, there, there's, there's definitely, uh, <laughs> there are definitely points where I, I thought that, but, uh, yeah. No, that's because of the script. Not yeah, yeah. I don't think that's due to the actors. You're right. Yeah, and uh, basically, I think it was great. Exactly. It was really good. I'm not I... really good. I, I don't, like, I'm kind of myself for liking the show. You know, lately, I've been hating my mom. So <laughs> I talked about this a bit in my, uh, on my main channel. I did a, re not a review, but kind of a critique of WandaVision's ending. And in there, I said that, you know, what really makes the mcu excel and what has probably made it as big of a thing as it is is the characters and a big aspect of why i like so many of these characters is the acting i think marvel has 
almost always just landed on the casting of who they choose. I mean, Robert Downey Jr., he is Iron Man, the man, uh, Chris Evans, Chris Hemsworth, all around great casting. Here, I, I mean, same thing. There's great casting all around. Uh, I wasn't, I haven't read a whole bunch of the comics. So uh, when it comes to appearances from one to the other, I know in the comics, uh, Nick Fury is white and, you know, Samuel L. Jackson plays him in the, in the movies, which... No way. That's crazy. Yeah. But outside, of, I'm not a big comic reader. So overall, like the casting of these and I'm going off of how I see the characters and who is playing those characters. I feel they've always done, they've always done a good job with that. And likewise, since the casting is so good, the acting in and of itself and how they embody the characters is pretty good overall. Um, I, as you said, I have a problem with the dialogue and that's more due to the script than the actors a lot of the dialogue in this just felt scripted to me it feels like something that i know for sure was written by a person isn't it didn't feel natural which yeah. i am gonna have to i mean we're not giving points here we're not gonna actually give ratings like we do on my on our other movie reviews but i would have to dock some points for that i just I think we're looking at the same. We're thinking about that same scene. Not just overall. This is something that I consistently because I knew we were going to do this podcast. I, I consistently wrote down in or, or like I consistently thought this just doesn't feel right to me. This was especially throughout the first three episodes. It dissipated yeah. a bit in the last few episodes, but it came back in uh, the, on the final episode when Falcon was talking to the GRC heads, like uh, the reporters, and he gave that whole monologue, the speech about how. Uh, those people, they're not really think of the other people, and then you, you, you know the big scene, right? The, um, I don't know. I didn't want to get into it. Yeah, I mean, we, we might have to because that's overall. As I've as I've listened to other people talk about the the show and the fin- finale in gen- in overall, it's it, it's not really loved. It, people are. It's a consensus that that scene isn't that good. I think it was okay for like the first. 30 seconds and then it just kept going for like four minutes which just wasn't needed uh i do think the later scene with uh what's the what's the other the super soldier's name the black super soldier yeah he he was once again great casting he just looks like a super soldier you can see like the that might have been the makeup, the gray eyebrows, but then his face itself doesn't look that. Or you can tell that there's something that happened with them. There, it was once again great casting. Just physically, he was very good in the acting of it, especially when it comes to relaying the emotions. And the acting in of itself was really good. Now the dynamics. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say he looks like my neighbor. <laughs> he looks like your neighbor. Yeah. Uh, really yeah sure you should probably ask your neighbor if that man got experimented on man maybe soldier dynamics which would you say is your favorite dynamic of all the let's say two-person dynamic you got you know falcon and the winter soldier you got you know i want to throw in zemo with somebody but i'm not sure who i want to connect him with because I, i feel like zemo was probably my favorite character throughout the show is that the Nazi guy? Yeah, yeah the Nazi guy. Uh, well, well, not the Nazi. He he was he worked with Hydra, but yeah. yeah. Um, because I don't want to call him a Nazi, yeah. especially because there's a whole scene in here 
where he's talking to Falcon and he's he's referencing some song. He was like, I think it, it might have been Marvin Gaye, just an old, older 1930s black singer or 1960s, 70s, maybe. I can't remember specifically, but he was talking about how he encapsulated the African-American experience. So when I was like, all right, all right, Zemo. Like, that's another one where that, that weirdly, weirdly, that line of dialogue didn't feel scripted to me. I'm not, it, it, it was, it was on and off. It was more on than off. That's one of my biggest pet peeves with the, with the show in and of itself. But speaking of the script, Nebs, what do you think of the storyline that that encompasses this six episode span? Really went from like pro America to almost anti America to just America with no context. So like it was very interesting. And I fucking wasn't expecting that. Like I had a feeling that would happen, like once the police thing happened. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, this is where it's going. And I was like, oh shoot. Well, I mean well, we'll get more into the politics in the next one, but just like this is specifically the story that they decided to go with, with the flag smashers and how just overall how they break out Zemo. Every story story beat in and of itself, rather uh, other than I know the race and how they deal with being captain. All of that is a big portion of it, but we'll get into that in just a few seconds. I want to focus specifically on the plot right now. The plot was was pretty good. I mean, I could see it being realistic and thus, it is good. Realistic is a and good this, word to use. I I did the world, like a open borders thing. Yeah, I don't I never really thought of realistic as the, uh, is realistic an adjective? Yeah, right. What is an adjective? Hmm, yeah. Before we get into that, it, the realistic is just the descriptive word that I would have that I I think really does describe this, and that's probably what they were going for. They were trying to tackle real life, like issues that are happening right now, and they did do that. Uh, but the story in and of itself, originally, just for context, originally they were going to go with a pandemic storyline before the pandemic even happened. They had a whole storyline about uh, how the Flag Smashers were out here distributing uh, or doing something with uh, vaccines and all, all of this other stuff, right? And this was before the pandemic. And then once it happened, they were thinking maybe it's not the best thing to have right now. So they kind of switched it up towards the end. And once again, this is more on the script. That felt noticeable to me. It felt to me that especially towards the last two episodes this was really rushed and this six episodes just wasn't enough i know there's gonna be there's almost definitely gonna be a season two but it just didn't feel like it was everything was packed into me or everything didn't feel like a, it, it was complete everything felt completed everything didn't feel as if it was earned yeah i mean i, th- I thought it was nicely paced my favorite part of like the show was the last few episodes. Not even like because of mm-hmm. probably less so because of politics, just because of like what was happening, all the entertainment, all the action. All right, on the politics, what do you think about what the show is doing when it attempts to really say something about the current state of the world when it comes to race? Uh, I guess immigration, you know, the whole border thing. That's what the flag smashers have been doing. 
and how they connected that to the to the Marvel Cinematic Universe as a whole. No, but to be honest, I'm gonna let you go first. Let me go second. I, I'm, I'm <laughs> okay. When it comes to the race aspect, this is gonna really help out. I think that I was worried about it in the first three episodes. It felt shoved in, and it didn't feel like it was really working out, and especially in the first three episodes. But on in, I would say the first four episodes. Episode five is a really tied in the race aspects for me. Uh, when it they started to tie in the whole aspect of you know Falcon. Uh, this did occur to me. Falcon is a black man, and I was. Uh, of course Falcon is a black man but I was a bit worried that they wouldn't fully hit the landing when it comes to tying in his race and like how why he doesn't want to be Captain America and then there's a whole other aspect of that previous Steve Rogers and Bucky and how they're going to react to that or how they or I mean Steve Rogers is gone about how they're incorporated into that like their white guild kind of I was worried about how they were going to tie that together because the first few episodes didn't really approach that much uh it was of course hinted at it was more in the background episode four that was almost the that was the main focus and i really i really enjoyed that episode it's uh, you guys automatically probably know it's pretty high up on my rankings personally and it it just tied in the race aspects together now when it comes to what the flat smashers were uh and actually one Talking about storyline, we didn't get into the villains. I think the Flag Smashers were the weakest part of this show. The villains were absolute trash. I didn't, like, not gonna lie, when that girl, Carly, first of all, I didn't really, like, I can understand hating a villain, right? Like, villains are usually meant to be hated. I, I didn't really, there's a sympathetic villain. There's a villain who has a point. Usually, most villains have some sort of point. And then there's, like, I didn't, I kind of hated Thanos, but not really. I, I, I saw Thanos' appeal. I saw what he was going for, right? And I was, I wanted to watch him. Anytime Carly spoke, I was just mildly aggravated. And I just wanted her to stop speaking. When she died, I didn't feel a single ounce of emotion whatsoever. Yeah, I hated that woman, but. She was annoying as heck, but she was a good actor. She, uh, I mean, I, I don't have anything bad to say against actors. As I said, acting, casting, I think it was almost pitch perfect. Now, immigration-wise and what the Flag Smash was all about, that's where it felt to me that the show didn't 100% know what it was trying to say. Or even if it did, it just didn't get that across where they're like, oh, you know what's the topic of today? Immigration. And then they're like, you know what? There's an entire group in the comics that are trying to make it the whole entire world one border. And then they're like, all right, we just got to add them in. That's what it feels like. It didn't feel like they had something deeper to say. When it comes to the race thing, while it was very overt at times and it did get a bit annoying, especially in that like what a four or five minute long monologue that we spoke about earlier was just playing out wasn't necessary it's it felt layered it felt like i knew what they were trying to say the connections that it had back to the universe were there where they were clear i liked it the immigration thing i can see the connections it wasn't fully connected it 
they tried to tie it back in with the race aspect when it comes to that final monologue. As I said, we've already gotten a bit into the monologue. It didn't 100% work for me. Now, Nebby, first of all, what, what do you think of the, the villains? What do you think of the, uh, the Flag Smashers? No, I don't want the villains to be too big, like came out of nowhere, you know. I just wanted, you know, regular villains. I wanted some I mean it was it wasn't about the villains. It was about the, the heroes and the interactions with, you know, that uh Hydra guy and basically everybody. I thought it was I kinda like that. You know, it was kinda different. The I do agree that the show did focus a lot on the dynamics as we talked about earlier, and I liked a lot of the dynamics. Zemo, as I said, is one of my favorite characters. Uh, I think the arc of Falcon and the Winter Soldier, they're the two characters and their relationships with each other. I think that was very well carried out. Every single beat of it, I think, was well paced. And by the end, I, I truly believed, okay, I, I, I get this friendship now and I'm happy that they are friends. But the fact that the, that, like, the villain is there, you can't ignore that. They tried to make that a thing. And it just felt shoved in. It didn't feel fully realized. And I didn't really like that. It took me away at points. One that might just be me. It was like, you know, usually when there's a main character who's black, you know it's going to be about race, but straight up. Like, you can't just have yeah. a superhero movie. That's not about race, but it's kind of boring. The thing I is, when it... Oh, go ahead. I really, that's something that automatically came to my mind. It was, uh, especially in the first few episodes, because this is about, it, they brought up the race aspects, right? And then the OG Captain America, or not the OG, but the new Captain America, the guy with the punchable face, he, his sidekick was black. And as soon as I saw that, I was like, oh crap, there's going to be some sort of talk about this because, you know, black sidekick, white hero. But then, as it went on, it just made more sense. This is what I was talking about earlier with the race aspects clicked for me. Of course, they were overt at a lot of times, and they I didn't. A lot of people don't like that. I personally didn't like it, especially, as I said, in the monologue scene. And uh, there are a lot of other points, but like having that black sidekick with the white hero and then later on coming all the way back to that when it comes to oh i as the falcon as the black falcon as you are named in this call as i just realized black falcon uh i as the black falcon can i be a white hero this white hero right here he has his black sidekick and that's probably and that's what we've been told we work best as and as it went on it all clicked for me I, as I'm speaking, I completely forgot. What, what were you talking about? Where, how I got? How did I get to this? <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> I, I, I mean, as I listen back, as I edit, I'll figure out. I, I just completely forgot how I got there. Uh, what else is? I don't even know if it's really partisan. But I mean, what I want is like I don't want politics into everything. So I don't even know if it's political, really. But oh, just the, the shooting. Okay. It kind of made it, it made it look like a movie. Might might be partisan issue. The thing is. I I was I didn't want the politics in it, but it may, uh, as the politics got put into it, I was like that makes hundred percent. Think about Captain America. Think about all of the Captain America movies. They all are political in one facet or another. OG Captain America. It, it takes place during World War Two. 
that's automatically in some way political. People have opinions on war. People have opinions on Captain America being the mascot of America. That in and of itself is political. Captain America, the Winter Soldier. I mean, yeah, this is the Winter Soldier. He comes back and... The entire thing is about uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. has been infiltrated by HYDRA. The, the government has been infiltrated by HYDRA. That is political. Captain America and Civil, Civil War, that is quite possibly the most political of the three. It's, do I need to even explain that one? It's two sides on a piece of legislation. That's just Captain America in and of itself. That's just how... It's built. Captain America, he is the face of America. There is a lot of politics in, in it of that. And it just made sense for me that this was a political thing. And with Black Falcon, it made sense for it to go that route with uh, how can I be a black Captain America? That made sense to me. Of course, I don't always want that, but it clicked. Yeah, I feel you. Um, you might not understand what I'm about to say, but what I'm going to say is I don't like what Marvel did with Jordan Peterson. That's how I'm going to say, bro. I'm going to leave that off. The I'm just going to leave it at that because I feel that can go in many different directions, which I might not want to get into right now. But uh, with that being said, why don't we get into our lists? Nebby, you got your list ready? Yeah, I have it in my head. All right, cool, man. Now, let's go reverse order. I have the episodes are episode one, New World Order, episode two, The Star Spangled Banner, episode three, Power Broker, episode four, The Whole World is Watching, episode five, Truth, and episode six, One World, One People. Just for a quick refresher to both us and the people watching, I'm going to go ahead and read the about section of the google page uh these are all about one sentence and they might not actually help at all but maybe they'll refresh you in some way for episode one the about section is sam wilson and bucky barnes realize their futures will be anything but normal for episode two john walker is named captain america and sam and bucky team up against a mysterious rebel group episode three Sam and Bucky go to a criminal safe haven to find information about the super soldier serum. Episode four, John Walker loses patience with Sam and Bucky as they learn about Carly Morgenthau. Episode five, John Walker faces consequences for his actions. Sam and Bucky return to the United States. And episode six has no description here because it just came out. And I don't think they want to really possibly spoil anything especially since it is the final episode and it can't be described without any spoilers but with that nebs you want to go first or you want me to go first with my individual rankings oh the whole i was gonna say it all yeah we're just gonna say it in order and then we'll talk about it more in when we are coming to a consensus okay all right for me i in sixth place i have the first episode which is new world order in fifth place, I have the sixth and final episode, which is One World, One People. In fourth place, I have the second episode, The Star-Spangled Banner. In third place, I have the fourth episode, The Whole World is Watching. In second place, I have the third episode, Power Broker. And surprise, surprise, in first place, I have the one that I've spoken the most about in the fifth episode, Truth. Now, Nebs... What are your rankings looking like right now, individually speaking? Uh, number one, 
I'm gonna. I mean, number six. I'll say episode two. Uh, number five. I'll say episode three. Power number four. I'm gonna say episode one. And then we're going to the top three. Number three. I'm gonna say episode. I'm gonna say episode five. Mm-hmm. And number. Uh, Number um, two, I'm going to say episode six. And number one, episode four. Our rankings are pretty different. And one thing I was thinking about, because me and you don't always agree on media products, especially movies and shows. Uh, There are definitely some places where we do agree. You can go back to our Harry Potter series. We agreed a lot there. Now, we were going crazy with that. We were going crazy with that one. Uh, But I was a bit worried because when it comes to the WandaVision, we had a mediator kind of in Andrew who could kind of split us, who could uh, make us go one way or another. Here, it is just me and you. We're going to have to convince the other. Overall, our lists are looking pretty different. But when it comes to similarities, I think that in last place, it's going to have to be either episode one or episode two, because I know both of us have episodes one and two and six and fourth place, respectively. I have a, I have episode one and six. You have episode one and fourth. I have episode two and fourth, and you have episode two and sixth. No way. We have, we have everything because, wait a minute. Oh, I just realized all of our stuff are just switched around, but it's, yeah. yo... That's that's cool. That is cool. So fifth place, I have six, and then you have in second place six. And ah, okay, that's cool. But of episode one and two, clearly I think episode one is worse, and clearly you think episode two is worse. Now, so two. The thing is, when it comes to episode one, I don't really think much happened. I don't think it's necessarily a bad episode, but in my rankings, I think I'll put it at the bottom because. It is, first of all, the most forgettable. A whole bunch doesn't happen. That's the one that if I, if somebody were to say, rewatch one of these episodes from any of these, it's a whole bunch of exposition. Why would I want to rewatch that? Episode two, we get the first, what I would say, good fight scene. And uh, when it comes to Cap and, or Falcon, uh, I'm already starting to call him Cap before the end of the thing. Oh, did you realize at the end of the... Sixth episode, they changed the title to Captain America and the Winter Soldier. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, that oh, was that's, yeah. That's, yeah, that's but, cool. But the, what's crazy, like his name is, well, what they call him was Uncle Sam because his name is Uncle Sam. Sam. Yo, called him that. That's I've never realized that. That's cool. <laughs> but uh. Episode two, it has the first good fight scene, in my opinion, when it comes to uh, first and also episode one, Captain America and the Winter Soldier aren't, or Falcon and the Winter Soldier aren't even together. This is when they meet up. They go and fight Carly Morgenthau and the other Flag Smashers before we know they're even them. And we know that we before we even know they're super soldiers on, on top of the bus. So you remember that fight scene? And then afterwards, there was that whole dynamic of them going out, uh, keep they continue to look for who these people are. It was the first one where the action really started to occur. Whereas episode one was just a bunch of exposition. Nothing really happened there for me. And that's kind of why I have it in the last place. 
Wait, what happened in episode two, though? You don't remind me about what happened there. I, I just said everything that happened in episode two. Everything that I said is, is episode two. Episode okay. one is genuinely nothing. It's just them walking around. It, episode one is Falcon gives up the shield to the government. And then he goes to his sister's house. And then he's just at his sister's house for the rest of the episode. And they're talking about the boat and stuff. And then ep- also I realized the boat. That like that that's gotta be a, a symbol or like an allegory for for races that like well, at some level right you know the whole idea of slaves coming over on boats and you know what? they're out here fixing a boat I, I I might be digging a bit too deep there I feel like if they're the director chose to have a boat or the screenwriters chose to have a boat that just doesn't come out of nowhere why why couldn't it just have been like a broken down house that they were fixing like it's I feel like, like kind of been a whole black man in San of San Francisco, last black man in San Francisco type deal, but they chose a boat. There's no way that this man Falcon does not get paid millions a year, but I just make him pay for the boat. <laughs> I mean, government workers aren't always the richest of people. <laughs> but uh episode one, that's pretty much happens there with him. And when it comes to Bucky, uh he goes to his therapist, talks to his therapist, he goes out with a girl. Which I kind of I completely forgot about it after the episode. Uh, yeah, he goes out with that Asian girl, and then he we kind of get revealed that he killed that Asian dude's uh, the Asian grandfather's son, and that is revealed. That uh, it's not a there's not a lot of action. There's not a lot of anything moving forward the plot in episode one. I uh, yeah, I since number two had that Asian thing, but that one that was a really good like. I guess they can't do more with that, to be honest. Because like, I'm- yeah, that was, uh, that was one of my bigger problems with the show. It's not necessarily the pacing of the show in it of it's like as I was watching, I, I didn't find myself like bored because of how the show is paced and how everything unfolded. But it was more of how everything was written, where the beginning and ending, like it, it's deceptive in that. It opens everything, and then everything that is opened gets closed, right? But everything in the middle, it just doesn't have that same level of of uh, exposure throughout. Where, as you said, like the Asian guy, he's brought up in the first episode, talked about a bit in the second episode, disappears for the middle four, and then randomly comes back at the end of the last. Uh, and that's the same thing with a few of these other things. Uh, when it comes to the house and the boat, uh, for Falcon, that's there for the majority. It's not as out there as the uh, the Asian dude and his son, but it's still there's like a one or two episode span in there where they're just not talked about at all. That entire span, it's boat is there. There's like a one or two episode span where nothing about the boat is spoken of. It, it it's just in the middle. Everything isn't at the same level, and that that did piss me off a bit when it comes to the storyline, which I felt. A few episodes were needed. Six episodes. I'm not sure why it was so little. You were talking about this when you hopped on the call. It just, it didn't feel like six episodes was enough, right? No, I feel like six episodes was enough. I feel like the more I still would get. I, I feel I like mean, at least one or two more episodes would have helped with that middle chunk, which didn't feel complete to me, at least. I feel like the first, the first three episodes were really, the pacing wasn't, wasn't, wasn't great. Okay, now are we pit number number one on last page? Are you cool with that? If I bet, 
we're making a deal here. If what? We, we I realized we made we a lot of deals in the last one. What did you say? We, uh, in the last one division ranking, I, I like as I was listening back in there, I realized that we were making deals about if we go with this there, then the, that I didn't realize that as we were going along. But okay, Wanda episode one in last place. If what you gotta bring number three down, <laughs> like you gotta be down two spaces, please. But okay, let me see what was back. Let me get a refresher on episode three. Sam and Bucky go to a criminal safe haven to find information about the super soldier serum. Hold up, this is the one. Where Zemo is introduced, right? He breaks out of prison. They go to, I can't remember the name of the place, uh, but they go to like the criminal underlord tower. Like they just go to that whole city, right? This is, I might have to move this up, quite frankly. This is probably, this is the most action packed one. This is probably the most enjoyable to me. It is the one where, once again, plot like plot beats right why is it most plot beats are revealed here the whole zemo thing is introduced the entire uh power broker which power broker that's another thing that felt shoved in uh again you know, sharon carter's a power broker okay whatever it, it seems like that was something that was kind of there to make it ready for the next season i feel that's going to be more explored in the next season but Eh, power broker wasn't anything but, but it, either way it was introduced here that fight scene with the power broker uh and or uh, yeah now i'm calling sharon carter the power broker with sharon carter and the other uh people that were going after zemo bucky and uh falcon that was a great fight scene uh all of the decisions that zemo made would uh you know this is also the if I'm not mistaken, Nebby, is this, this episode or the following episode where they go to uh no, that is this episode. They go to the guy with all the that made the super soldier serums yeah. and they interrogate him, right? And then this might be the next episode, but after afterwards they go and no, the end of this episode was Carly Morgenthau blowing up the place, right? That was either the end of this one or the next one. Either way, it was tied in. She was tied in here. This is when they first started getting introduced. I feel like this is the most action-packed one. I'm willing to move right, it to third it. place. I'm, I'm willing to move it to third. All right, how about we move – let's just move number two to, number two to fifth place. I, I'll be just – right, Yeah, I'm cool with that. We'll, let's move number two to fifth place. So, All right. All right so we have one and two, New World Order and Star Spangled Banner, sixth and fifth place. Now, um, okay. I don't think it happened in episode six and three. Well, we know what happened in episode six. Yeah, well, yeah, 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 we know what happened in episode six. The thing is, episode six, I think three should definitely be above six, especially it when it comes to the five first like 20 25 minutes. That was just like one extended battle scene, right? It had, yeah, I wouldn't call this a problem. Because this was a problem in WandaVision. And I made a video about this because WandaVision was a show that marketed itself as different. Throughout the first few episodes, it was kind of weird in, in, or like weird in quotation marks. And that's how a lot of people explained it. And it was eccentric in what it was doing. And then in the final episode and a half, they just became Marvelized. They just started having this big battle scene that just felt straight out of another Marvel movie. It just didn't feel rightly placed. Here... The battle scene feels rightly placed. It, the battle scenes that they have, they're 
some of the better ones of the show, a whole bunch of the stuff didn't hit for me on an emotional level as it should have. Yeah. And I might be docking it a bit there for that. I'm willing to. Okay. What happened in episode four? I might be. Wait, I think episode four is consensus upper. Episode five is also consensus upper three. Wait. Yeah. I have a question. You you remember the Seinfeld girl who's in the show? Yeah. Uh, Oh, what is her role? Okay. Uh, This is a bit more going into the comics. She is, I'm not sure if it's girlfriend or marriage, if it's marriage or anything, but she is, oh, no, not even close, not girlfriend or marriage. She is pretty much, I don't know where I got that from. She is the opposite of, uh, blanking on the name, Samuel L. Jackson's character. Oh, is he evil? Not evil. Like, opposite in that they're both, like, personality-wise, I guess. But uh, we, you can do more research about that after after we're done. But uh, that's another one where I think that's set up for the following season, where she works in the government. She's more of uh, – why am I blanking on the name? What is what is his name? I, I even said it earlier in the episode. What, who does Samuel Jackson play? Pro director – Nebby, how am I blanking on this right now? Samuel Jackson is director of Shield, though. Yeah, but like, what is his name? Oh, his name is Samuel Jackson. Listen, Nebby. You? Oh, bro. Uh, he's very far on the cast for the OG Avengers, which makes sense, but. Uh, maybe he'll come back to me. But, uh, okay. I am willing to put episode three at fourth place if you put episode four at third place. No, episode four was my favorite episode. All right, okay. Let's do this. Before we move on in the third, second, and uh, first place ones. Let's, or third and second place, let's get our first place down. Let's come to a consensus on which is our consensus personal favorites or consensus favorites, because the consensus personal favorites is kind of contradictory. You have four, I have five. Episode four, that is where... Your number five is in fourth place. Interesting. John Walker loses patience with Sam and Bucky as they learn more about Carly Morgenthau. Is this the one where at the end, wait. Yeah, at the end, John Walker kills that dude, right? What else happens in here? Make, make the case for episode four, Nebby. Yeah, okay. So um, they have the conversation with the girl. The, everybody's there. The dynamics happen, you know. Uh, it really, it really goes into my favorite character was probably John Walker, and you know it, it goes really into depth with his character. Mm-hmm. I was satisfied when he killed that guy. I'm not gonna lie, like I, I, I thought he wasn't gonna do it. I was like, damn, this is <laughs> that dude desecrated the shield, and you're like, that man is a, my hero. No, I mean, like, I could fear for that character, and I, I, I like the black guy, you know. 
don't ever talk about that black guy. Okay, this is the episode that focuses the most on John Walker. Personally, I think John Walker's arc is one of the better ones of the show. Uh, by the end, I I'm not gonna lie, I didn't like him as much as you did as the show went on, like went. Uh, I think he was intended to be a bit more of an antagonistic character in the first few episodes, and in the last two episodes, that was more of his redemptive arc or the redemptive part of his arc. And I think that worked out well by the end uh, when he is with that whole, oh, I'm an agent now and he's super happy, that part. I felt good for him. I guess emotionally speaking, I guess that's one of the parts that uh, worked for me. And that hit on an emotional level. And I was like, well, not like on a deep emotional level, but I was like, okay, I am cool. I'm happy that he's, he's getting better now. Uh, his whole recovery from his friend's death i wouldn't say it's rushed i feel like there was like it to me it feels there was one beat in there that might have been skipped over and that's goes back to my whole issue with the middle portions but uh you want to continue to make your case for the fourth episode to be higher up i mean let's negotiate let's let's go back to the excel page all right for me the fifth episode, as I said, that's the one where probably most thematically speaking, everything clicked for me. I am willing to move it down only because plot wise, it's not necessarily moving a whole bunch of things forward on a large plot scale on a character in how the characters deal with the plot scale it does. And I guess that does move stuff forward on a plot scale. But overall, and especially towards the end, it felt a bit rushed to me. And it led into why I feel episode six uh, is much lower for me and it felt super rushed. Episode four, I am, I think we're kind of here, consensus on first and second place, episode four and five, right? We both have them in first and third. I am willing to put episode four in first place. Oh, okay. Because of the... Episode six in third place. In third place? Yeah. Hold on, okay. Uh, I'm willing to put episode four in first place if episode six goes in fourth place. Fourth place? You're kidding me. What? Yeah. Because that means uh, uh, if we put episode... Four in first place. I am willingly moving out my first place spot of episode five, and I'm moving out my second place spot of episode three. But is episodes? Wait, why? Why do you think episode six is that bad? Uh, first, as I've said, it feels a bit rushed. All two, the first twenty-five minutes, the the battle scenes are fine and all, but they're not great on any level and they're not they're engaging more engaging than i found them in wandavision i'm not sure what it is there's just something about them that's just not fully hitting for me i i just personally think that i was most enthralled and i was most engaged in the middle episodes and then the ending it kind of happened and i i could tell in the back of my mind they're they're really just prepping a lot for the following season and i just kind of went along the motions with the final like 10 15 minutes 
on a plot scale, I feel episode five works pretty well on a character scale, which is pretty much what the show is about. You've said yourself, the characters are probably the best aspect of the show or the dynamics were some of your favorite aspects. I think episode five is the peak of that. And I'm for sure think that it's at least second place. I'm willing to give you first first place with fourth, but that's only if you're willing to move your sixth place down to fourth because I'm when I put my fifth place down to second, that means I'm moving my third place and my or my episode three, which is my second place also down. And I am moving or we're just going to con- consensus put episode four uh, in second place or, or episode four goes in first, right? And what I'm proposing is this episode four in first place. In second place, we have episode five. In third place, we have episode where we at three. And then fourth place, we have episode six. Oh, hold up, hold up. I'm close to agreeing with this. Okay. One, six, three, five, four, six. The thing is, I, I by doing this, I am moving. Well, I'm forcing you to move your fifth place up one, which I can see how that. You think episode six is better than episode three? Like, object. Okay, let me see. Let me go back. Episode three. No, I, I went on a whole spiel earlier on about this. Episode three is probably the most action packed one. Oh, you did, yeah. It is like, this is the one that I think is the most engaging. Episode three, I, do, I did put in second place overall. I'm willing to move my second place down to third place and my first place, which is my personal favorite, down to second place to give you the first place spot, which is pretty big. I'm giving your episode first place. I like the episode two, but I didn't like it as much, and I'm giving it to you. And by moving my two down, I'm trying to make it equal by moving the six back. Because I'm still mm-hmm. ta- I'm still moving episode six up. I originally had it in fifth place. I'm moving it up to fourth place. All right, let's do it. Shake my hand. All right, I'm shaking your hand virtually. All right, so All right, let's go. Final, final rankings. We have in sixth place, episode one, New World Order. In fifth place, episode two, The Star Spangled Banner. In fourth place, episode six, One World, One People. In third place, episode three, power broker in second place episode five truth and in first place episode four the whole world is watching nebs i feel we had a very civilized discussion there and we were able to come to the consensus now before we get into the final section you want to give a numerical rating to the show now that we've talked about it a bit more you gave it a b and uh letter grade as I've said before, there's a bit of a disparity between the two when it comes to letter grade and numerical grade and how they're per- how they're perceived. I gave it a B minus, just because it, uh, so I won't put you on the spot. I am gonna go ahead and say I will give the show a well. Let me when it comes to Wandavision, I gave it a eight out of ten. Which now, thinking back, I would move down to a seven and a half or a seven out of ten, and you gave it a six and a half out of ten. Yeah. Now, I am going to give. Uh, I am going to give Falcon and the Winter Soldier 
a 7.25 out of 10. 7.25, that's a good number. I might have to be more gracious to that. If that um, Makes sense. I might have to give it a 7 point... 7.5, bro. 7.5 out of 10. I, I think that overall, we, we, think, we both think fairly similarly about the show. I think we both enjoyed it. We both know it's not the greatest piece of work, but it's, it's pretty good. Now... I'm going to bring up a question that I brought up in our last episode too. Uh, last episode, I mean one division. I know you've been falling off of the Marvel wheel a little bit, right? Now, the future slate of Marvel, shows-wise, is Loki and What If. Now, What If isn't really a show show, so I'm going to focus on Loki. Are you looking forward to Loki now that you've seen two of the three kind of... Uh, I know it's not phase one, but like shows wise, first phase Marvel shows. To be honest, I'm not looking up looking forward to Loki. Um, there's just nothing really about it that's like I'm looking forward. Like I was never one of these, you know, Loki fan mm-hmm. fan heads, you know. I, uh, I thought it was a cool I character. I don't know show about him. Wait, why? I wasn't too big a fan. Loki is in a similar boat to Falcon and the Winter Soldier in that. I do not know what the plot is really going to be about. That's and a good thing. That, well, I, I have some idea, but not not a lot. And that is going to have a lot to do with... I'm going to watch it no matter what, because I'm a very big Marvel fan, and I, I pretty much watch everything they put out. And I'm going to watch it no matter what. I'm going to do an episode on it on this podcast right here. We're going to talk about it. I'm not sure if Nevi's going to watch it, but low-key... I, I, I'm not sure how much I'm looking forward to. Loki is my favorite villain. Uh, Thanos is still probably the best villain, just quality-wise thinking and how well they were constructed. Loki is my favorite. He's close to best, in my opinion. In the Marvel Universe or just like... In the Marvel, Marvel Universe, Marvel Universe. Uh, Character-wise, he is a very complex and intriguing character who I have, who has brought me a lot of joy. Off of that, I am looking forward to it. I'm not sure what to look forward to, though. That's the that's the thing. If that makes sense. Chicory, I want to see some chicory. Now we talked about this a bit in the 2021 anticipated podcast. The future slate of Marvel flicks uh, is looking like Spider-Man: No Way Home. We have the Eternals coming. We have Shang Chi coming. Did you see the trailer for Shang Chi? That one was heat, bro. Yo, you My saw it, yes, sir. You know, bro. That that I am so hyped for that film now. It but, looks great. Um, it looks like a, a mix of, if this makes sense, a mix of both Doctor Strange and Captain America. It, like style-wise, that's what it feels like to me. And I like both of those films. I know you love Doctor Strange. I'm really hyped for it. Yeah, man. That, the music, the fighting looks amazing. Like It does. Like Marvel fighting. It, it, actually, I want to throw in another one in that analogy I just made. I want to throw in Thor because it feels like they're going to have the uh, the father-son dynamic in there in Thor and his dad. That's oh, another. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm really, that might have moved up in my uh, in my list of 2021 anticipate. I think that just moved into my top five. I don't. I can't remember exactly what was at fifth place, but I just got kicked out for, for this. And I think that would be similar for you too because you aren't even really looking forward to like half the movies on your top five anticipated. 
it's all like it's a it's a character we have we know nothing about at least I know nothing about mm-hmm. like finally like Marvel has been using characters that they started off with for too long but they got to make some new characters yeah and this one is... in the Marvel universe like that's kind of it's kind of strange yeah uh we were talking about if we're ever gonna get a, another solo like origin Marvel movie like the Iron Man's and the Thors of the world again. We were, we were thinking no, but I, I mean, I guess this is it right here. Then <laughs> I'm looking forward to it, man. Yeah, the, wasn't it supposed to be the Iron Fist after us? That movie was a flop. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure Iron Fist is a show, and the show was a flop. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Marvel Iron Fist. That was oh, that's a bad, bad show apparently. But uh, Nebby, we've already talked a bit about whether we're looking forward to season two. We are. About to wrap up the episode. Do you have anything else to say? Well, I thought it was a pretty good movie. I don't know what they could do with this episode. I mean, season two, but like, they built the boat. The ship has sailed, I should say. It's that beautiful story. The ship has sailed. Yes, sir. <laughs> All right, Nebs. Thanks so much for the insight. This is a wrap on episode 42, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Peace. Give me an all-stack thing.